0: And I'll have to say, this is a passage of scripture I have preached on before. And, um, but, you know, messages, uh, the, the Word of God is so inexhaustible and so deep. But Friday morning, I believe it was Friday morning, <clears throat> I was sitting and reading the Word of God, and, uh, and uh, the Lord quickened. The Holy Spirit quickened a verse of Scripture to me from this fourth chapter. So we're going to do our best today to share with you what the Word what the word of the Lord is planted in our heart today. Chapter 4 of Mark, are you there? Say amen. Got a little frog here in my throat. Get out, frog. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Mark 4 and 35, so where we're going to begin, it says this, and I'm reading from the King James today, the King James version of the Bible, and uh, uh, the Word of God says this, In the same day when the even was come, Jesus said to them, Let us pass over to, unto the other side. And when they had sent the multitude away, Uh, They took him, even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm. Notice that. There arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he, Jesus, was in the hinder part, or in the stern of the ship, asleep on a pillow... And they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose, Jesus arose, and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. And Jesus said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it? that you have no faith. Verse 41 says, And they, speaking of those disciples, they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? That's my text this morning and the title of my message this morning. What manner of man is this? Father, thank you for your word today, for the presence of God that we feel in this service today. We sense your holy presence, your anointing. We know we are today on holy ground. And I ask for your help today as I minister your word to your people. And we pray for lives to be just touched by the Spirit of God in a powerful way. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen and amen. In this particular chapter of Mark, you're very familiar with the story that Jesus has called his disciples to get into a boat and has commanded them to set sail for the other side of the Sea of Galilee. He said unto them, let's pass over, let's go over to the other side. So they get in the boat and as they start to the other side, they're rowing to the other side of the sea and night fell upon them. It became dark and as they were rowing, Jesus, you know, where's he at? He's tired from a busy day of ministry. If you'll read the fourth chapter of Mark, you'll find out that Jesus has had a very busy day of ministry has taught people, has healed the sick, has done so many things, and he was in his humanity. So this scripture shows us the humanity of the Lord Jesus. Uh, christ in 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 his incarnation, how that he got tired and weary in that physical body as well as as we do in our physical bodies, but he gets to the goes to the back part of the of the boat and he has a pillow there, he lays down he's sound asleep there and so, as the disciples are making their way to the other side, there is a powerful storm that comes and engulfs the Um, engulfs the boat that they are in it was a storm as we will see here from the scripture of unusual intensity the disciples were terrified of course they fear gripped their heart as they found themselves that night on the sea of Galilee in the fight of their lives and in a fight for their very lives But in the midst of that storm, in the dark hour, in this darkest hour of their life, that something took place and these disciples, these 12 men witnessed the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in the midst of that storm, he arose to the situation and delivered them from from the circumstances that they were in. A situation that there was absolutely no way out of Jesus brought them out and when they saw the miraculous power of the Lord manifested and demonstrated when the storm was over and and how it had abruptly ended at the command of the Lord Jesus Christ all they could say the Bible said they were amazed at what had happened and all they could say was what manner of man is this? I want to tell you I in my life and I'm sure everybody here has experienced situations in your life where God has come on the scene Jesus has come on the scene and you've you've just been amazed at what you have experienced him do in your life I believe that we all could say that very same thing today what manner of man is this when we speak of the Lord Jesus Christ I can tell you something what manner of man he is he is an amazing man. He is the God man. He is the Lord of glory. Can I get an amen? There's nothing too hard for him and nothing that he cannot do and I never ceased to be amazed at the Lord and his mighty power. So I want to try to address this question and answer this question today from the scriptures from the word of God what manner of man is is this. And from this from this narrative that we've read to you this morning, I can say to you, number one, uh, in answer to that question that the disciples gave, what manner of man is this? Number one, I can assure you he is the stiller of your storm. Can I get an amen? See, there was a storm that they were in. I don't know if anybody has ever been in a, a, in a storm or not. Uh, we, we encountered a storm. My wife is not in here, but uh, we encountered a storm on the cruise we were on a couple of years ago. And um, uh, we were on a great big boat amen but in the midst of that storm I'm telling you it was you couldn't hardly walk people were staggering around like they had been drunk and there wasn't any alcohol on the ship so that wasn't the case but we were in a storm it was it was uh, it was a a terror brother Terry's been in the Navy I'm sure he's been on in storms on the sea but uh, these guys were in a, a, a quite a bit smaller craft they were in a, one of their fishing boats, one of their fishing ships there, and they were in this particular storm, and the Bible says that the storm arose, and it arose suddenly, and it came out of nowhere. That word when it says that the storm arose implies that there was no sign that the storm was, was there when they began the journey. And, but all of a sudden, in the middle of their journey across the lake, a great storm arrived. And uh, you will experience not just, I'm, I'm not just talking you about physical storms, but as we go through life, there will be spiritual storms of life that will come against us. We find ourselves many times in storms. And the storms of life, and here's the things about the storms of life, ladies and gentlemen, that we experience, that many times the storms of life can come up on us suddenly just as this storm of the disciples one day everything's fine the sun is shining the skies are blue it's just an ordinary day and then all of a sudden out of nowhere comes a storm that attacks your life all hell seems to break loose suddenly you're experiencing a major crisis and a crushing blow and something that you never dreamed of comes into your life and and you find yourself blindsided the bottom is literally fallen out and you find yourself suddenly going from a day of blessing into a time of storm how many's ever been there and experienced that let me give you a fact today ladies and gentlemen i think we already know this But storms are a part of life. And everyone, I don't care who you are today or how close you live to God, it doesn't matter. I mean, you need to live as close to God as you possibly can. But everybody encounters storms. Somebody said this, and I've used this before, and it is true. You are either in a storm, you are either in a storm coming out of a storm or heading into a storm. Amen. All of us experience storms of life. Peter said this, Think it not strange concerning the fiery trials that are to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you, but rather rejoice and, and, and praise the Lord and stand in the midst of them. Jesus said that in the world you shall have tribulation. But he didn't stop there. He went on to say, Be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. Can I get an amen? So storms come to us all. And the thing about storms when they come into our lives, sometimes, sometimes the storms that we face in life can be severe storms. The Bible said here in verse 37 that this storm was a great storm. It said there arose suddenly a great storm of wind. A great. That word "great" is the Greek word megas, and it's where we get it's the Greek word that we get our English word "mega." And you know what "mega" means? Mega is uh, something that is huge, something that is large and intense, powerful and strong. That's what something mega is—something very large. So. This was a huge storm. This was not just a little bitty rinky-dink cloudburst that came up. It wasn't just a little shower that they were experiencing, not just a little bitty rainstorm. But ladies and gentlemen, the storm that the disciples found themselves in was a violent storm. The wind was blowing violently. It was a great storm. The waves began to beat upon that little boat. And the Bible says that the ship that they were in, Began to be filled up with water. Luke uses the phrase and says that they were in jeopardy. So uh, the thing was they were in extreme danger. They were in danger of drowning and losing their life. And that's exactly what the disciples felt like was going to happen. Fear gripped their heart fear got a hold of them and they begin to be afraid listen to me today ladies and gentlemen storms come into our life and storms come and bring us heartache and heartbreak and sorrow and fear and pain and death comes sometimes and takes loved ones and we encounter sickness and disease and affliction that comes and, and, and comes to us all some storms that we face are physical some storms that we face are emotional some storms that we go through are financial but I want to tell you it doesn't matter today what your storm may be that you're facing or that you're going through today there is no storm on this earth that heaven cannot calm. I said there is no storm on this earth hallelujah that heaven cannot come no problem that is so great that Jesus cannot fix no disease that's so difficult that he cannot heal and you are not in that storm alone I'm telling you today if you were born again and are a child of God you got Jesus on board the ship come on somebody you may face be facing a mega storm in your life today but if Jesus is on board that ship with you I've got some good news today we know the master of the wind and we know the master of the waves and I know the one that can bring you through and I know the one that can get you out and I know the one that can bring you all the way through that thing to the other side and bring you to a place of victory in your life. Come on, amen. Whatever you're going through today, Jesus is the stiller of that storm. This storm was designed. It was designed to take them out. It was designed to stop them from getting to the other side. And that was that is the the purpose of storms that Satan brings into our life is to stop us and to take us out. We know from reading this text, you know that this storm that was taking place on the sea of Galilee that day was not a storm that God sent. Are you with me this morning? I said it was not a storm that was sent by the Lord. The source of this storm that the disciples were encountering was, was the devil himself. Sometimes storms can come because of our own disobedience. How many knows that? Y'all are a little quiet this morning. I'm going to have to get down there and start running the aisles, I guess. But (laughs) sometimes storms can be our own fault. We can cause them by some disobedience or being out of the will of God. Amen? God will allow or send storms on occasion such as that when we're out of the will of God. If you don't believe that, I've got a little four-chapter book in the Old Testament you need to read by the name of Jonah. Jonah. Okay? <laughs> and so if you read about little Jonah, you'll find out that he fled from the presence of the Lord and thought he was getting away from God, but God sent a storm to bring him back into line. So some storms can be caused when we get out of the will of God and all of that. But this particular storm uh, was a demonic storm. And most storms that you and I as believer will go through are of demonic origin. They are attacks of Satan. They're not of God, but they are of the devil. And so we see this in this passage. And somebody said, how do you know that God didn't send this storm? Because, number one, Jesus was on the boat. He was in the will of God he was trying to get to the other side to minister to a demon possessed man and uh, not only that but Jesus when he stood up the Bible said that he rebuked the wind and the sea Now he's not going to be rebuking the father are you listening to me that word rebuked is the same word that is used other places when Jesus rebuked demon spirits and it said that Jesus rebuked the wind and, and, and said to the sea, peace, be still. And that word, be still, means literally to be muzzled. Amen. It was something that you would do to a violent animal that was trying to attack you. Put a muscle on it. And that's what Jesus was, was saying to this storm. He spoke to the storm and he said, Shut up, be still, and be quiet, and stop. So we know that he was not referring to God, but Jesus was rebuking the the source of the storm, which was Satan or the enemy. So you have to understand that right off the bat, ladies and gentlemen, that if you're in the will of God, and you're doing the will of God, and you're serving God, and you're going through a storm, it's a storm that is designed by the enemy to stop you. to take you out to stop you from living for God and fulfilling the purpose of God in your life amen and we need to understand that and I think we need to be reminded of that folks we have an enemy I'm not here to glorify Satan or to lift up the devil today but I do want you to be aware that we have an enemy that will do everything he can to sink us and to stop us from getting to where God wants us to be he wants you. The enemy wants to defeat you and to drive you away from the Lord and to do everything in his power to destroy your faith in God. The Bible says for us to be sober and to be vigilant for we have an adversary that walks around as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. There is an adversary. The devil is your adversary. But I'm here to tell you this morning ladies and gentlemen that God has promised us victory over him and you have more power in you if Jesus is in you than what the devil's got come on somebody for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world there's victory through the midst of your storm today what manner of man is this he's a stiller of your storms and he will bring you through to the other side can somebody say amen Hallelujah. I love this story because it says that here in the midst of this storm, when it looked like all everything was, they were all going to die, the disciples ran back to where Jesus was, and they were all fearful and afraid, and they awakened the Master and they said, Master, don't you care? Or carest thou not that we perish? Don't you even care that we're all going to die here? Jesus, listen, Jesus had just told them, we're going to the other side. So they've already forgot what Jesus said. (laughs) They've said, don't you care that we're going to perish and that we're going to die in this storm? But here's the thing. The Bible says that Jesus arose. They woke him up. We've sang that song before. Your cry has awoken the master. Can I tell you that your cry will wake Jesus? Sometimes somebody said, well, I didn't know he's asleep. Well, he's not asleep. But sometimes it appears that he's not doing anything or going to do anything. But I'm telling you what, if you will believe him and trust him and cry to him, he will arise in the midst of your storm. Notice that it says in verse 37, if you'll connect these two verses together, it says in verse 37 that Jesus, that there was a, a storm that arose there arose a great storm and then it says that that then Jesus arose and I want you to get a hold of this and remember this today ladies and gentlemen that this that when the storm arises Jesus arises that the storm is no match for the St- Savior when we say what manner of man is this I'm telling you what he's one that will arise in the midst of your storm you know the said well you know I'm not experiencing the victory and we think sometimes that victory means the absence of the storm but you know what victory does not mean that there's an absence of the storm but victory means that there's the presence of the Lord in the midst of the storm and he's there to calm the storm and bring you through the storm can somebody say amen amen Hallelujah. You know what he did? Jesus arose. The Bible says he looks at those fierce waves and he says to them sit down and shut up. Be quiet. You know what? I get tired of of the devil screaming in my ear. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Hallelujah. Jesus can shut him up. Listen, storms are going to come. Winds are going to blow. The devil's going to shoot his best shot many times in our life. But we have Jesus on our ship. He will muzzle the storm. He will say, peace be still. And the winds and the winds and the waves will stop and immediately there will be a calm just hang on saints hang on church you're coming through the storm our church here has been through storms every one of us has faced storms this past year and a half two years with the pandemic and everything else many have have buried loved ones and we've had some storms of life but I'm telling you what we're still on the winning side we're still going through hallelujah We're going to make it to the other side and fulfill the will of God for our lives. Amen. Somebody needs to give the Lord a hand clap of praise today. Hallelujah. Woo. The Bible said that the wind ceased when Jesus rebuked that storm and there was a great calm. And always when I read that, it blesses me because it started with a great storm and it ended with a great calm. And it's the same word mega that's used for the great calm that was used for the great storm. So what am I saying? I'm saying that Jesus will match the greatness of the storm with the greatness of his blessing. If you're having a mega storm, listen, if you're having a mega storm Get ready for a mega blessing. Come on, somebody. Woo, hallelujah. I feel like shouting about that. Just get ready for a mega blessing. Claim a mega blessing. Amen. Hallelujah, that there will be a great calm. I love that old song that says, I've anchored in Jesus. The storms of life I'll brave. I've anchored in Jesus. I'll fear no wind or wave. I've anchored in Jesus, for he has power to save. I've anchored him. The Rock of ages praise God we've got an anchor we've got a calm we've got one that steals the storms of life, and if you're going through a storm today, hang on, stay faithful, praise the Lord cause you're going to make it through. Come on, the devil's not going to take you out God's going to see you through. What manner of man is this he's the stiller of every storm of life that we face. Today, Amen. Amen. Woo! What manner of man is this? Not only is he a stiller of storms; he's a savior, a saver of souls. Can you agree with that? Yes. Woo, hallelujah! The Bible says in Hebrews seven twenty five, speaking of Jesus, that he is able to save. To the uttermost. I've said it before. He can save from the guttermost to the uttermost. Because it doesn't matter what anybody has done or where they've been. Praise God. Jesus is the savior. That's what manner of man he is. He's the savior of souls. The Bible has a lot, has very much to say about our salvation and about our redemption. And the scripture tells us that we have been bought with a price. How many knows that? Paul says that in 1 Corinthians 6 and 20, that you are not your own, but you've been bought with a price. So Jesus has purchased me. He's paid a price for me. Amen. He has redeemed me. How many we got here today that have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb? Hallelujah. You're saved today. You're on your way to heaven today. What manner of man is this? He's a man that saved my soul when I was on my way to hell. He brought me out of darkness into his marvelous light and turned my life around and changed me on the inside and on the outside. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he's redeemed from the hand of the enemy. He's a saver today. He's a saver of lost souls. He's a redeemer today. And when we talk about redemption, the Bible says in Ephesians 1 and 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of our sins. When we talk about redemption, there are, there are three Greek words, and I'm not going to go through each one of them. That would be a study all in itself. But you need to do do a, do a, um, a word study on the word redeemed and redemption. Because it's an awesome study. But in the New Testament, there are three Greek words that are translated redeem. T- translated redeemed. One of them, and I'm not gonna go through and pronounce them all because I'd probably mess up the pronunciation, and it doesn't matter anyway. But it means one of those words means to buy in the marketplace. It was someone purchasing a slave off of the auction block. That's one of the meanings of one of the Greek words, redeemed. The second word that is used, a different word, means to take off of the market. It means to buy something for one's own use and that it's no longer for sale. The third word that's used for redemption means to release after the payment of a ransom. So when you take those three words that make up redemption that are used for redemption and you put those words together, it gives us the picture and it gives us the idea of what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us in our redemption because we use that word redeemed and we sing about being redeemed, redeemed how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb redeemed, redeemed his child and forever I am and we use that word and we talk about redemption but we don't stop to think about what it means, when we put those three Greek words together it shows us what has happened in our redemption and what Jesus did for us, that he he actually paid the ransom and bought us out of the slave market of sin and made us his very own. Praise God whether you know it or not we were all born as sinners and we were all in that slave market of sin and were slaves and captives of Satan. We were on that slave market but praise God Jesus paid a ransom to buy us back. The devil doesn't have any say any right or any power or any authority over my life anymore because I belong to Jesus. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah! I was kidnapped by the devil, but I've been rescued by the Lord. He paid the ransom of his blood. Let me tell you something. He didn't pay no ransom to the devil. The ransom was owed to God, and the blood of Jesus Christ paid that ransom, and paid that sin debt so that I could be set free. Thank God Jesus walked into that slave market, brother Jim, and he said, that one's mine. I'll pay the price, whatever it is, to bring them out of that slave market, never to be put on the auction block of sin again. I belong to the Lord. I've been bought by the blood of the lamb. I'm not my own. I don't belong to the devil. what matter of man is this he's a man that's the savior of my soul he's redeemed me by the blood of Jesus that's the good news of the gospel can I get an amen today see it doesn't matter where a person's at or what they've done or how far into the depths of sin that they have gone What manner of man is this? that he can reach down in that lowest point of a person's life in the, dread, the, the the depths of sin, the dregs of sin and pull that person out. I'm telling you, every sin that could ever be committed, every sin that ever was committed was laid upon Jesus at Calvary and he atoned. Listen to me, saints. His shed blood atoned for every sin and it does not matter today how deep in sin a person may be if they say yes to Jesus and place their faith in him. Hallelujah! Every sin is washed away. He's pick, he picks them up out of that miry clay, sets the feet upon a rock, a solid rock and establishes our goings and changes our life. There's many of you here today that, that are, you no, I'm not proud of what my past was, and neither are many of you. But I'm here to tell you today that I've got—I know a savior. I know a saver of souls today. I know one that washes in the precious blood and changes lives. Oh, redeemed! I want to proclaim it today. What manner of man is this? He's a man that picked up Rick Hensley one day when he wasn't good for nothing, picked me up and made me child of Almighty God and wrote my name down in the Lamb's book of life and calls me his son. Can I get an amen? Amen. Woo! Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Made me white. Washed me white in his precious blood. Oh, Isaiah said it this way. Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they will be whiter than snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. John the Revelator said it in Revelation 1 and 5 concerning Jesus that he who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. John in Revelation 7 sees the souls of those tribulation saints under the altar. And the angel of the Lord says to him, where did these come from? And he said, I don't know. Who are they and where did they come from? And that angel said, these are the ones that have come out of great tribulation and have have made their robes white in the blood of the Lamb. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm glad to know that my sin is gone. I said I'm glad to know my sin is gone. Hallelujah. Because this man that I'm telling you about today by the name of Jesus is a soul saver, a blind man healer, a leper cleansing man from Galilee. Come on. He can take the darkest, Ah, oh, sinner, and make them free and deliver them and make them a child of Almighty God. He's cast seven devils out of Mary Magdalene and made her a herald of the resurrection. And I'm telling you today, he can change you, he can save you he can cleanse you, he can turn you, he can make you a child of God no matter what you've done what manner of man is this, he's the Savior of our soul whoo, hallelujah man, the Bible tells us I gotta go to a funeral home here in a little bit I gotta hurry up the Bible tells us what he does what he does with our sins says that God said I will blot them out and Isaiah 43 25 he said I will blot out their sins and their iniquities and I will remember them no more Oh, hallelujah, that's worth shouting about. Isaiah 38 says that God will take your sins, all of our sins, and cast them behind his back somebody said one time well what's the big deal with that he can cast his sins behind your sins behind his back turn around and look at him every once in a while if he wants to i studied that one time many years ago i've never forgot that the the hebrew word there for back meant the shoulder blades and praise god oh i'm about to shout now i can't be a crop for sin. It's white. Hallelujah. But sin goes here in the middle of the shoulder blades. That's what we look like after we get cleansed. Come on somebody. Sin is, he he casts it behind his back and he puts it right there. There's where your sin is after you repent. If God wanted to, which he doesn't, but if he took a notion to say, well, I'm just going to turn around and see what kind of life that old Rick Hensley used to live. When he turns around, there's nothing there. Hallelujah. Well, I I thought there was some sin here somewhere. There's nothing there. Why? Because he's taken all of your sins and put them behind his back and between his shoulder blades. He took our iniquities. He bore our sins. Hallelujah! He carried them away and he's given us now the very spotless, white, clean, pure robe of righteousness. What manner of man is this? He's the one that cleanses all of our sins away and makes us whiter than the driven snow. Oh, that old lying, stinking, dirty devil brings condemnation, tries to bring up your past. Come on, amen. Oh, you know what you did in the past. Anybody ever have a, all of a sudden someday you'd just be going along and a thought comes into your mind of something that you did in your old life before you were saved. Don't entertain that cuz that's that is the old, that old person that old man woman that they're crucified with Jesus. Amen. That sin is gone, and God said, "I'll remember it no more. I'll take your sins," He said, "and I'll cast them as far as the east is from the west." He said, "I'll take your sins and I'll put them at the depths of the sea and not remember them anymore. Your sin is gone. Your sin is cleansed. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. Oh, what manner of man is this? He's the stiller of storms. He's the savior of the soul hallelujah and I'm glad to know today he's still saving he's still delivering he's still setting captives free he has not changed and if you're here today and you need forgiveness I am going to introduce you to a man today that will forgive you and cleanse you and st- change your life forever come on amen he'll change your life forever Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, he's the stiller of storms. What time we got here? Oh, we're doing good. He's the stiller of storms and he's the saver of souls. But thirdly, he's the satisfier of the saints. He's the, sat- how many is satisfied with Jesus? Hmm? See, Listen. The Bible says in Jeremiah 31, 25, he said, For I have satiated the weary soul, and I have replenished every sorrowful soul. I have satiated the weary soul. What does that mean? That word satiate means to fully satisfy. Not only that, I looked that up, and it means to fully satisfy with more than enough. It means to quench or to slake are to abundantly satisfy. Jesus gives us complete and total satisfaction. We have peace with God. We have the peace of God. And we have the calmness of soul when we give our life to Jesus. This world, listen to me, and this is the reason why people are seeking satisfaction in the world. The reason for drug addiction and alcoholism. And the reason for the, 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 all of the illicit sex that is going on in the world today is that people are trying to satisfy, find satisfaction in life. And I'm going to tell you, there's an emptiness and there's a void in every heart in life. And there's a place in your soul today that only Jesus can fill and only he can satisfy. It's an old song used to be sung years ago that said only. Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only He can cleanse your life and make you whole. And I want to tell you something. When I got saved, you know, when I I got, when Jesus changed my life and saved me, and I got born again, I lost my appetite for the world because He gave me something in my soul that satisfies my soul. I don't need what this world's got. I don't need what they're offering today because the Lord Jesus completely and totally satisfies every longing of my soul. What manner of man is this? He will satisfy you that you don't have to go looking for satisfaction in the world and in sin and in all that ungodliness, Jesus will satisfy you. What did he say to that woman at the well? That Samaritan woman, she had been married five times. She was looking for satisfaction and couldn't find it. She at that moment was cohabitating with a man, not married. Jesus sits down on the well, and she's amazed that he would even talk to her. And he asked her for a drink. She says, what are you asking me for? You're a Jew, I'm a Samaritan. You don't have any dealings with us. Mm, Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you knew, oh, if people only knew, if people only knew to taste and see that the Lord is good, he said, if you knew who it was that asked you for a drink, if you knew the gift of God, you would ask me and I would give you living water. And he said this to that, 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 that sinful Samaritan woman he said listen to me he wasn't being mean or harsh to her but he said to her he said if you drink the water that's in this well you will thirst again but if you drink the water that I will give to you you will never thirst but the water that I will give to you will be a well of water on the inside of you springing up to everlasting life you know what he was telling her you've been married five times you're seeking satisfaction in relationships and it's not satisfying you but if you'll forget about that world and you'll come to the living waters that I offer you I will satisfy your longing soul you'll never thirst again if you get the water that I'm offering oh come on somebody I'm telling you Jesus Christ is the satisfier of every soul today and if you're looking for satisfaction and you're looking for peace and you're looking for holiness and you're looking for help, i got news for you. Oh, there's a man in this place today by the name of Jesus that will give you what you're looking for and you'll never have to look to this old world again because Jesus will satisfy your longing So, Amen? Oh, he'll steal your storm. He'll save you every sin he'll satisfy you but last of all number four he's the he's the shepherd of the sheep what manner of man is this he's the shepherd let me read it to you then we'll go home I'm going to have to get my specs on to see this oh I'll be glad when we get that glorified body amen, amen. I could quote it, but let's read it. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me and thy rod and staff that comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And thou anointest my head with oil and my cup runneth over. I used to say it all the time. When your cup runs over, your saucer gets blessed. Praise God hallelujah and he said my cup runneth over surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever I'm telling you this man today that I'm telling you about what manner of man is this he's the shepherd of the sheep he's leading us through this old life he's leading us through the valley of the shadow of death and you don't have to be fearful and you don't have to be afraid I'm telling you everything you need he spreads out a table in the very presence of your enemies and the devil can't even stop you from enjoying and feasting on the goodness of the blessings and the favor of the Lord Jesus Christ can somebody say amen today oh hallelujah I'm going to tell you he's the good shepherd that laid down his life for the sheep, He's the great shepherd that watches over us and leads us through this life, and He is the chief shepherd that one day is coming soon uh, to take His church and catch His flock away to go to be with Him with in the in the heavens forever. He's the shepherd of the sheep. He gives us peace. He gives us protection. He gives us provision, and He's taken us to the glorious right place at the in the presence of all almighty God what manner of man is this he is the Lord Jesus Christ the son of the living God and he is everything you need him to be in your life today he's your everything today there are not enough adjectives to describe him He's the bright and morning star, and he's the lily of the valley. He's the fairest of 10,000. He's the alpha. He's the omega. He's the beginning. He's the end. He's the first. He's the last. He's wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Hallelujah amen he is the shepherd he's the he's the king of kings and the lord of lords and the alpha and the omega he's everything you need he's jehovah Rapha, your healer he's jehovah jireh your provider he's jehovah shalom he's your peace he's jehovah rohi as i said your shepherd he's jehovah nisi your banner your victory hallelujah he's jehovah shama the lord who is present He is always there. He's Jehovah Sidkenu. He's the Lord, your righteousness. Jehovah Makedesh, he's the Lord, your sanctifier. You see, everything that you need, that is who, what manner of man is this? He's the Lord of glory and everything that you need is all in Jesus Christ. Amen. You may have a lot of needs and a lot of things that you may be facing today, but I'm telling you what, everything, every one of those needs is met in Jesus Christ. He'll steal your storm, he'll save your soul. Come on somebody, he'll lead you as a shepherd, he'll be there for you, no matter what you have to face in life or what you have to go through he is always there with you he'll never leave you he'll never forsake you even to the end of the age let's stand worship team come on back oh hallelujah 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 Whatever you need today, listen. I wish I could get this over to folks that everything that Adam lost in the fall, Jesus. Restored in the cross. Do I need to say that again? Everything that was lost in the fall, Jesus paid the price to get it back at the cross in His death and resurrection. So whatever you need today in your life, From salvation, sanctification, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, provision, healing, supply, peace, joy, rest. Whatever you need, Jesus is the answer. It's all in Him. Your peace, the peace of mind, the peace in your soul, the peace in the rest that you as a, believing, as a believer, as a child of God need, you're not going to find that. Listen to me. Hear me today. Hear me today because the church, even the church has turned to, to humanistic psychology to psychiatrists and counselors that are counseling not by the Word of God. You don't need a psychiatrist. You're not going to find that peace on a psychiatrist's couch. You're going to find it in the pages of this Bible and in the sacrifice that Jesus made for you on the cross. He is your peace and your contentment today. Amen? Amen? All those counselors and psychologists that practice that humanistic psychology, they want to delve back in your past. Have you digging up what your mama did or what your daddy did? And Maybe you know your faith, your experience and what you're experiencing because you've got inner hostilities against them. I'm going to tell you something today, ladies and gentlemen. Your past was blotted out by the blood of Jesus when you came to Him at Calvary. Come on got preachers today preaching that that generational curse nonsense that you're going through what you're going through because of something your great 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 granddaddy did and that curse has come upon you because it's transferred to to the second and third generation down the line of what they did I'm telling you what I don't know what my great granddaddy did I don't know what my granddaddy did I don't know what my great great granddaddy did but I do know what Jesus did Jesus redeemed me from the curse when he went to the cross. And when I made him the Lord of my life, he wiped out the curse. I'm not under a curse. I'm blessed and not cursed. You need to say that today. I am blessed in Jesus. There is no curse in my life. I am blessed of the Lord. The blood has erased the curse off of me. What manner of man is this? I could do such things for us. Whew, the Son of the Living God. We're going to sing and worship. Bet, whether I've helped you or not, I hope I have, but I know one thing. I've preached myself happy today. I feel good in my soul. Woo! I've built my own faith, strengthen my own heart. Amen. They're going to sing something today. Listen. If you've got a need you'd like us to pray and agree with you about while they're singing feel free to come we will pray with you and agree with you believe with you for God to minister into your life if you need just come around these altars and listen if you're here today and you don't know Jesus if you've come into this service today and you're lost you're a sinner and you've never confessed to Jesus and made him your Lord and Savior Today's the day you need to come, make Jesus the Lord of your life. He will be the savior of your soul. He'll change you today. Let's sing something. Let's worship. Sing to the Lord and worship. If you need prayer. Come this morning. The Lord is my shepherd. Oh, worship Him today. He goes goes before. Yes, he does.